0: Welcome to Boost Power Podcast. Inspiration, insights, and ideas for your business and your journey. Hi, and welcome to Boost Power Podcast. I'm your host, Betsy Wiersma. Today is the first day of the rest of your life, and it will be great because Christian Hardegree is with us today. We are on our special mission at MSU Denver
1: Christian, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, I'm so happy to be here.
0: Well, first, we are well fed, I must say, because our day started with a beautiful lunch and we got to sit outside and get to know each other. And so we are touring MSU Denver. Um, One thing to honor their responsible, wonderful partnership with the Camp Experience Network, which is our 5,000 Women on Purpose for Good. But also, in this process, we are here on campus thank goodness in an inside quiet space (laughs) because we've been outside all day um, talking to leaders and professors and people that are really you know on the ground making this happen here so tell everyone a little bit about yourself and then kind of your path that brought you here to msu denver
1: well i'm originally from georgia i actually grew up um, in a family where my mother is a social worker was the primary breadwinner because my father was a perpetual college student Uh, And we grew up on a farm where if we didn't grow food, we didn't eat. Uh, And it's funny because you don't realize how these things come back full circle. Um, You know, I just recently have come here from Kennesaw State University where I started a program in culinary sustainability and I managed a 22-acre farm as part of that. Of course you did! And (laughs) your dad
0: is so proud.
1: It's like, that is my daughter right there. Exactly, exactly. So I I grew up working through hospitality. My first job was selling Cokes at Sanford Stadium, go dogs! I'm required by birthright to say that at every chance I get. Okay. Um, And uh, I worked my way through school. I, you know, actually until July or excuse me, January of this year, I have always had at least two jobs in every part of my life, Uh, my teenage years all all the way on through, and sometimes three and four jobs. Uh, And I think that's what I really love about MSU Denver is it attracts that same kind of student. THE PEOPLE who, WHO WORK FOR THE THINGS THAT THEY WANT TO ACHIEVE AND ACCOMPLISH AND THAT AREN'T AFRAID OF STEPPING UP TO THE PLATE IN ORDER TO SUPPORT THEIR FAMILIES AND, and their, THEIR FRIENDS AND THEMSELVES. Um, SO uh, I WAS AT UNLV uh, FOR A NUMBER OF YEARS. Um, I ACTUALLY STARTED TEACHING um, ON AN ODD PATHWAY. I, I WAS A TRIAL ATTORNEY IN LAS VEGAS. AND SO I uh, DEFENDED HOTELS AND RESTAURANTS AND nightclubs. I uh, WAS IN A PRIMARILY MALE-DOMINATED PROFESSION and um, wanted to make sure i was really good at what i did and so i started teaching to practice my opening and closing statements and to see just oh that's such a mattered. good story yes oh my gosh how cool and i fell in love with students I mean, there's just that moment where they have that aha that it's it's a it's a legalized version of of an addictive drug you know um, because when students have those moments and it it comes together and they see their future and they see that pathway it really it makes you realize that by providing a platform that people get to question and are encouraged to do so, that you really can help them take those next steps in their own for fulfillment and their own furtherance.
0: Wow, uh, you know, it's funny, when we were touring some beautiful facilities here at MSU Denver and the kitchens and all, I had a flashback, I went to Purdue University I graduated in 1983, and we had a hospitality school at Purdue. Absolutely. And they are, you know, pretty well funded. They have some pretty good partnerships with that. And I can remember as a kid always trying to go to lunch for some of my lunches and go to the hospitality school because the food was cheap and it was always really good. And I wanted to support those students. Exactly. And uh, yeah. And then as being in someone who's been in marketing in Indiana, I was in the tourism industry, so of course I was very involved with the hospitality industry. And my husband and I are both in the event business. So hospitality is close to our heart, and it's so cool to, to kind of meld the hospitality of the future with so much technology and now microbrewing
1: and all the things. Like when I was a waitress, we just served beer, and I think there are some three choices. Yeah, no, it, it definitely is a, it's an ever-evolving and dynamic industry. Uh, I have several friends and colleagues at Purdue, and in fact, one of our faculty members has just been swiped up by Purdue, um, so uh, I'm super excited for Sean Jung to have that opportunity as he moves forward through his his career. Um, and I will we we will get someone back. Yes, um, steal a Purdue person. Steal back. a Purdue person back exactly. Uh, but yeah, they have a phenomenal program. And and you know coming out of UNLV, uh, these are very applied work based programs. And so the thing that was so attractive about MSU Denver is when you look at the 740 ish hospitality programs in the world, they're a dozen that even have a hotel associated. There's one that has a 150 room hotel that's a, a, literally attached to the academic building, uh, event space, uh, on campus restaurant that students have the opportunity to engage in and run for specialized events and whatnot, uh, brewing labs, and an on campus brewery. Uh, You don't get those kinds of real life facilities at very many institutions, and literally there's one that has it. And it's here, it's MSU Denver.
0: Well, it sounds like the perfect dream job for you, and how lucky for your students that you've had so many varied background experiences at other places and then really on the ground in Las Vegas, of course. You know, talk about hospitality, every single thing. um, Very connected there with that dense downtown with so much going on.
1: Well, you know, I think one of the Potential drawbacks to to some disciplines is that they're very ivory tower or very theoretical. We're a professional program. We're preparing people for the trajectory of their lives that um, that literally has no no limit. I mean, when you look just at restaurants, uh, nine out of ten restaurants uh, restaurant owners started at an entry level hourly position. You know, there are not a lot of professions you can start as an hourly worker and own it at the end. Uh, when you look at um, SEPARATING THE CONSUMER PERSPECTIVE FROM THE CAREERIST, THAT'S PART OF WHAT WE DO WITH OUR STUDENTS IS GET THEM TO FOCUS ON, on um, WHAT REALLY ARE THE CAREER OPPORTUNITIES. AND I THINK ABOUT WAFFLE HOUSE. You know, um, I realize there's not a lot in Colorado. Uh, I am from I'm from Georgia. Georgia. I'm from Indiana. <laughs> I'm like
0: I know a Waffle no, House. No,
1: no. Yeah. Well, and Waffle House is gonna is gonna be uh, adding to the market here in Colorado as well. But you know, for students, frequently they think of that as cheap, greasy food, and you know something maybe that when they were imbibing or recovering from imbibing that they that they engaged in. But people don't realize it's the fastest management program to a six-figure salary. And the reason that the waitress has been there for twenty-some odd years is she's a part owner of the company. They're incredibly good to the people who work there and work with them, and the opportunity to move within the organization is phenomenal. And so what we want to do is is help people disassociate the brand recognition from their college days and think about what are the career opportunities for moving forward, for a vice presidential level, for being in the C-suite, you know, things of that nature. Um, And then our, our, you know, amazing community here that partners with us provides those opportunities for real world experience. I mean, we have the the Demand Fellowship where a, a Stonebridge um, takes our students, puts them into hotels, they move forward. Uh, the DeMond Fellows is this really tight-knit group uh, and they have phenomenal experiences. We have the Day Leadership Academy with Frank and Gina Day. You know, and concept restaurants. Frank was the founder of that. The opportunity to work at the Boulderado or any of his current restaurant concepts. You know, it's those industry partners that really make it alive. Because one of the things I want to promise to our students is, if you've done everything I've asked you to from a curricular perspective, you've taken the right classes, you've done your certifications, and at the end of this, you don't have a career pathway. I want to be able to pick up the phone and put you in one. And We have industry partners that that make that happen.
0: Well, see, and those are those hookups, you know. I tell you, no matter it's what you know, but it's who you know, and it's taking care of all those people you met along the way. You know, that's, I, I think that in our family, we always had to write a thank you note within 24 hours. That was my mom's thing, right? And um, it's funny, those thank you notes today are part of my success because I'm constantly writing personal notes. I'm constantly finding cool cards or designing them myself. And it's that personal touch. And when I try to mentor and help young people, I'm like, one thing is being grateful and paying attention that you never know where that little bit of gratitude, that little moment that you said thank you is gonna get you and open that door. You are listening to Boost Power Podcast with your host, Betsy Wiersma. We are part of the Global Sisterhood Podcast Network. Women who amplify their voices and are committed to inspiring all people with podcasts on purpose. Enjoy these true stories and proven business tips for your business and your life. Now, back to Boost. tell everybody all the parts of the program because when we're having lunch we're talking about there's this there's this and you mentioned the brewery you mentioned the hotel so you just kind of now people listening might be saying hey which one would i be interested in so kind of do the online brochure podcast because you know um so people can kind of sort out what their
1: entry path might be so we we have a degree in brewery operations uh, very much based in chemistry and understanding brewing students can create their own recipes they learn how to Operate a brewery. They do beverage promotions, uh, alcohol law, uh, and so the students who really want to be in that area. And we even have students who come here from Germany to do our brewery operations program. I mean, that 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 that's a big. That big says thing. a lot, right it there. Says a lot. Um, we have one of only four event and meeting management degrees in the country, uh, and here there. I could throw a softball and hit the the convention center. I mean, you know, the opportunity to do meeting and events in a very real and applied sense. And we have um, several people from the industry who even teaches affiliates with for us as well. Uh, so we have that degree. We have a hotel management degree, uh, which given that we have 150 room, Spring Hill Suites attached to our building, totally makes sense. Um, we also, of all of the downtown hotels, we're currently ranked and have been for at least the last two years Uh, in the top ten I think right now we're number eight on TripAdvisor so we're the highest ranking Marriott property in the downtown area wow and it's because we've just got amazing people Scotty Scott Gladney is the general manager and and Brittany is uh, director of sales and they just do amazing amazing work and they both also teach for us so our students get to learn from people who literally are putting their money where their mouth is every day and then we have a generalist degree that we're launching this fall that um, provides more flexibility. A lot of our students come in as transfer students, and I was a transfer student uh, when I was young, and I remember I had to, I think, make up an entire extra semester, and so we wanted to be able to accept as many credits and provide as much flexibility uh, for our students. So this is a hospitality leadership degree, and then students can just kind of create their own interests within that, or they can go the food and beverage route. We have a travel and tourism route, and then we also have an outdoor recreation route. And so students have the opportunity to commit to one of those concentrations or to sort of nomad around the desert of knowledge. Wow. And just, you know, see what they like and try that on. Exactly. You know, and that's part of what college should be, right, is the opportunity to explore. You know, some, some programs are so prescribed, you don't really find what you love until maybe you're done. Uh, you know, 60% of college graduates work in a field that has nothing to do with their major. So what we wanted to do is make sure that what we're doing is transferable skills. So if you do move into a totally different area that you still have financial acumen and you understand customer service and being grateful and giving back and volunteerism and how servant leadership and a servant heart really helps you affect your community and and as well as your own family. Um, And then if you, we, we want you to explore why you're here because this industry is it's it's addictive. It's the greatest industry on the planet because you get to impact forever how somebody perceives an experience a moment, a time. Right, create some memory. Exactly. It last forever. Exactly.
0: It's so pr- now tell me too because I know with times right now we have lots of virtual opportunity for learning and I think somewhere in here there's always a blessing, right? It's tough and hard and lots of things we've had to do dealing with a global pandemic, go figure, in the hospitality industry. My husband and I are both in there. <laughs> yeah, go figure, but you know I've noticed in our Camp experience network. We always joke about the drive, right? Because people come to the south meeting that always live way north and they say, oh, I had a good drive today, right? Because the virtual accessibility has really expanded our reach. And um, we've really found that it's a chance to get some people that maybe we never used to get. So tell us a little bit about some of the exciting things about having more virtual and online access.
1: Well, you know, it provides an opportunity to think of things outside the box, right? And that's what our industry is about. We're, we're solving problems every day, no two days are alike. And so how do we do this authentically with relevance and, and a little panache? So uh, our urban farming class this summer, we gave grow kits to the students. Um, and, and we did do a couple of socially distant field trips to farms, right? Get out onto some wide open space. Uh, we had alternatives for those students who weren't comfortable going to those facilities. Uh, But the students have been growing all summer in their homes and they're submitting pictures and uh, reflection pieces on what were the the positives and negatives of that. In the fall we're doing food kits for our cooking classes and our students will capture cooking in their own kitchens um, on video and and be able to share those experiences, uh, whether it's the food preservations class or our basic cooking skills or even our plant-based cuisine class. Uh, Same for our beverage classes. We're doing beverage kits assuming you're 21 and, um, and if you're not, you know, we, we have a, a bar and beverage operations class. You don't have to be 21 to take it. And so we have non-alcoholic options as well. So they're looking at teas and coffees and waters in uh, and, and the context of, of bar and beverage operations. Uh, we even have a CBD for hospitality to understand the legal aspects of um, laws relating to cannabis. Uh, we're doing a CBD in the k- kitchen class as well. As uh, a matter of fact, the two instructors who are teaching those two classes, one is an attorney and, and the other is in research and development for Medically Correct, which is one of the cannabis companies here. Um, I mean, there are not many college classes you can take where you learn the, the finer points of making gummies. Yeah. So, um, you know, we But we that really... is an
0: industry that we're learning is the real deal and here to stay. And let's get some people educated and inspired Absolutely. how to do that. Because it's still the C-suite, it's still finance, it's still marketing.
1: all the things absolutely and you know it's an industry that um, uh, recreational marijuana is legal today in 11 states and when you look at medical it's in 30 states so as educators we should be preparing people to be leaders in those industry segments as they evolve just like the beer industry has had to switch to look more at seltzer Uh, and so Actually, I had an argument with my 12 year old the other day because he felt that because it had the clear sparkly stuff that it was not alcoholic. And so, you know, it, as we think about the, the generations coming up, I mean, somebody said to me the other day, um, and I, I keep chewing on this, Gen Z is over. Gen Z ended in 2010. And when you think about that we're now preparing our education, the next group that we'll be bringing in is the, the generation alpha and how do we really meet their expectations in terms of technology? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so this, this has not been great, I understand, for a lot of folks, um, and, and certainly has its challenges for our industry, but I think at the same time, we're gonna come stronger out the other end. And if I were a parent right now, or if I were a student thinking about college, now's the time to go do it, because two or three years from now, this industry will be booming, and it'll be the time to start entering into these leadership positions um, as we continue to grow oh right and to be prepared with all those pieces and especially that
0: gratitude and that understanding the importance of the teamwork and helping others and all those things Um, being in the event industry since dirt you know my husband and i we still have friends from the special event convention in the 90s right because the people that have been in this industry forever they're a certain kind of person that lasts in special events and in this uh, hospitality industry. Well, what would be your secret? I always like to ask, what is a secret about MSU Denver that you know in your heart that you would like the world to know? It's possibly secret. You could have two. Um, It
1: it can be secret to others that are listening to this podcast. One of the things I love about comprehensive institutions are focused on teaching, the quality of teaching, and doing so in a really relevant way um, also, younger institutions typically are a little more entrepreneurial. They're willing to pivot and move a little more quickly into areas that a traditional institution, somebody who's been around two or three hundred years, is you know, not as open to step into. And what that means is we can offer a better aspect to our students. And I, I'll tell you, I um, I realize students are consumers, right? They're picking where they want to spend their tuition dollars and what institution they want to go to, but and once they're here, I look at them as the product. The consumer is the industry who's going to hire them. And I've got to provide the best product on the market because that's how my kids get the jobs as opposed to those Purdue kids or the UNLV kids. And so my focus is making sure that what we do matches the needs of the industry and that the product that we put out in terms of our graduates is the best thing on the market.
0: Well, I can tell. I just. I wanna reconsider my career and come back and get some education. You know, I think I came into this, uh, gosh, in the 80s, as a person that organized things, right? Community organizer who then became speaking about it and then people would say, can you do that? And I'd be like, yeah, of course I can. I'm young, I'm, I can work hard, I can do that. And that has taken me, you know, like many of your students will enjoy, to 20 countries. It's, it's helped build friendships all over the world. It's brought me into creating the Camp Experience Network, which is basically all hospitality and, and you know, convening for good. And it, it's been a wonderful catalyst. And if there's anything I can do to support your students, I think our friend Barry Seidenstadt might teach here. Oh, yeah. yeah, he's a good friend. He's my husband's best friend. Ah, and fantastic. so my husband has been a guest lecturer in Barry's class. That's so awesome. when they bring in Doug Lane from Fast Lane Productions, but um, he's also a resource for you because I've always said to Doug, you should volunteer to have the kids over to the shop to really see what a working, you know, production house looks like a 20,000 square foot warehouse and the organization it takes behind the scenes to be so flawless on site. So um, I will hook you up. Excellent. To Thank Doug. you. Doug, he would be a fun part of this. So I can tell you're excited about the university. I think everyone who hears this either has a person, place, or thing that can come here for something and get involved. So many great things. But what are you
1: personally excited about? So personally, I'm really excited about um, probably my family. My family's finally going to be in the same state. I came here ahead of everybody because I was so excited about the opportunity to start. And I left my husband and kids in Georgia. Uh, So now they're all here. So I have a 14, 12, and 10-year-old. My 14-year-olds start in high school. I have a he, he's very into athletics. My middle child is a deep thinker, and my uh, my baby is um, just sort of twirling around and enjoying life. And you know, every day seeing things through their lens, and um, it it keeps you young while making you feel old at the same time uh, so I'm excited to have the entire family here and to um, be able to spend some time with my husband and explore Colorado uh, yes. we're super excited about I that. tell you just being here
0: finally now 20 years uh, and I grew up in Indiana just coming to Colorado was like a bonus just every day looking at those Rocky Mountains I just say thank you God you did such a nice job on the Rocky Mountains and thank you for the blue sky by the way absolutely <laughs> because absolutely. growing up in the Midwest we did not have the Rocky Mountains nor the blue sky Nope. And thank you for no spiders and also no humidity. So I, I've got a whole list for <laughs> thank you for God for Colorado. Well, um, Christian, a hard degree, awesome sauce. You, as a leader for this program, I could just see. The glow in you and the energy you bring to your students and that is wonderful and for all of you listening you, we're doing these deeper dives into msu denver because we want you to know we want you to meet the people behind the scenes we want you to hear the opportunities no matter what age you are no matter where you are in your career working non-working you can get over here and find something to make your life great and that's what we're all about you've been listening to boost power podcast and i'm your host betsy weersma Thank you for listening to Boost Power Podcast and plugging into stories from the journey of business and life. Our music today is by singer-songwriter Megan Burt. We are recorded at Cinder Sound Studios, and we're part of the Global Sisterhood Podcast Network, women who amplify their voices and are committed to inspiring all people with podcasts on purpose. Learn more at globalsisterhoodpodcastnetwork.com.